This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Custer County Commissioner Jay Prince and the Director of Public Health, Alyssa Livengood. We're here to talk about uh, what's the latest on the COVID-19 front. Folks, thanks for uh, being here. I know you've got bigger fish to fry than being here in the uh, radio studio. We're happy to be here. Glad to be here. Nothing's more important than getting information out, good information, to the people of Custer County. Agreed. So, Alyssa, just a broad question. How are we doing locally? If someone thinks they need to get tested, what are their options? I know that's not exactly in your bailiwick, but you probably have some ideas. No, actually it is. So we have the ability to test anyone in Custer County who has symptoms of COVID-19 or who has a doctor's order to be tested. So throughout the state, there are some places are testing non-symptomatic people. At this point in Custer County, we're just doing symptomatic people or, like I said, people who have a doctor's note. At this point, we have about 105 tests available, and we've only tested 25. So when you put those numbers into perspective, we really could test a lot of people. Where are those tests done? I personally come to your home and do them. So okay. that way we don't have you out and about, and that way we keep the, the exposure to the minimum. Okay. Now, on May 16th, uh, Custer County received a variance from the state of Colorado. What went into putting that proposal together, and how many other Colorado counties did something similar? Great question. So we were the third county in the state of Colorado to issue our, what we've been calling a waiver. The state calls it a variance. So we received that on the 16th. At this point, I think there's 13 other counties that have received their variance requests. We had to put together a letter, have it approved by the Board of Health, which includes the three county commissioners and myself. That letter included what our plan was in order to keep our county safe, even if we started opening up more. So those things look like people wearing masks when they go into restaurants. So the general order still for the state of Colorado is that restaurants cannot be open, that it's only curbside or delivery service. Mm -hmm. Custer County, with our variance got permission to open restaurants to inside seating, but people need to wear a mask while they walk in when they sit down until they sit down at the table. As soon as they leave their table, they need to put it back on. Essentially just think of it as you don't want people breathing on other people as you, as they're walking by. Mm -hmm. So, and I noticed uh, as I drove into town last night to go to the grocery store that several of the restaurants looked like they were open for business, and there were a few customers. Is, mm -hmm. is that your sense? Yes, and that was the intention of the variance approval, was to get it so that people could go in, sit down, have dinner or lunch, whichever, you know, whatever time of day it is that they want, to be into the restaurants so that we can start helping our community, but also helping the mental well-being of the people in, of our entire community. Mm -hmm. So um, there is a lot of still caveats, things that have to happen every single restaurant that you see open in Custer County has been investigated by public health and we have deemed them compliant in order to open their business, which means they have social distancing protocols in place. They have hand sanitizer available. They have mask ordinances for all of their employees and they have a plan 
in or in case something were to happen and we were to have a contact a person to get COVID, they can help us with the contact tracing. So they're going to know who's been in there in case we have somebody come positive. Did I notice that the capacity limit was 30% of max? That's correct. Okay. 30% of your fire code allowance. So if your fire code says you can have 100 people in your building, right now you can have 30 people in your building. Mm -hmm. Let me ask, what rationale went into the request for the variance? What was the argument? So a couple of things that we talked about on the county um, board of health and in the EOC, the Emergency Operations Center, for one thing, we have a lot of businesses who really rely on the three or four months of summer to float them financially through the entire year. So we knew that it was important at this time of year to start opening those up for people. But more importantly than people's finances, we want to keep people safe and healthy. So we looked at what would really happen if we opened up these businesses so that more people could come and and will come to Custer County. So we have some very strict guidelines, which include if we get five positive cases up here, five to 10, so five within a week, that we go, our our variance gets um, rescinded from the state. Okay, that's that's interesting. Jay, let me ask you, can you give us a sense of the structure of the various organizations? We have public health, the board of commissioners, there's the board of health, there's also uh, emergency manager. How how do all those people interact and what what are kind of their bailiwick? Great question. We have a unified command, which is made up of Alyssa, director of public health, We have emergency management director, Meredith Nichols, and we have the county board of health. The county commissioners are involved, but most of the time uh, we're acting with our, uh, we change hats to be the board of health. They're totally separate and distinct organizations. We work very closely with the unified command, taking recommendations from the Unified Command, Alyssa's group, and Meredith Nichols' group, we assimilate that. The ultimate decision rests with the Board of Health, but not being professionals in that area, we're not emergency managers, we're not doctors or nurses, so we rely heavily upon the experts in the county. So that's kind of how the organization works. And ultimately, the questions come to the Board of Health, who will make that final decision. Um, I'd like to say one thing, if I could just dovetail just for a moment on what Alyssa said just a moment ago. One of the reasons the Board of Health was anxious to put our variants in place, and that's why we were one of, I think, the third county Mm -hmm. to apply for it, because of, and I truly believe this, because of the fabulous work that emergency management and Alyssa's group, public health, have done, our numbers are very, very low. I'm sure you could ask Alyssa. She'll go through the numbers with you on how many positive cases we have and how many tests are outstanding and that kind of thing. But Custer County has been spared the bulk of the pandemic, and we recognize that this is worldwide. It's probably going to come here. This is just my opinion now. I'm not a professional by any means. As people move into the community, back to the community, when they have second homes from all over the country, I feel it's likely that we may get some more cases in the county. 
but I think the response that we've had from our emergency managers has been absolutely outstanding, and that's what's kept our numbers so low. Alyssa, let me follow up with uh, Jay's point. What what do the numbers look like? Sure. So today we have 22, excuse me, 23 negative cases that we've tested. There's this the original two positive cases, mm-hmm. which have now been tested negative. So at this point, we have zero positive cases that we've tested. That doesn't mean that there are no cases in Custer County, because chances are people may have COVID and not even know it. That's obviously how we got it up here in the first place. One one case was linked back to uh, an individual who visited here from Aspen. Mm-hmm. The other case, we, we really don't have any kind of outside other than visiting Pueblo or Canyon City. So we, we don't, aren't entirely sure where that case originated from. That being said, like like I did say, the the cases will probably grow, even if it's just one or two here and there. Statistically speaking, we're not um, we're not out of the woods, and we are not immune just because we're up here. And especially the more people come from you know out of the county, around the state, and around from the the country and the world, chances are we'll see an uptick in cases. Our goal is to keep that manageable so that we can do good case tracking and know exactly who those individuals have been around, where they've been, so that we can keep everyone safe as possible. As we record this, we're uh, at the Memorial Day weekend, uh, the opening to summer. I've noticed a lot more motorcycles, trailers uh, coming down 96 past where we live. So people are getting antsy and places like this are potentially places where people are coming. How can you deal with that? Absolutely. That's a great question. So my best recommendation is to wear a mask. A mask really protects you more than it, or excuse me, it protects the people around you more Mm -hmm. than it protects you. But if everybody did their part, we would have a lot less increased risk. At all levels, Fed, state, local, there's a tension playing out between going slow with safety concerns uh, for the pandemic versus being more aggressive and emphasizing the economic risks of not opening back up. Uh, uh, Jay, how does Custer County compare with the rest of the state in terms of its leanings uh, one way or the other? How do you play that one? That's a no-win game in a lot of respects. Well, it's very, very difficult. What the Board of Health does is we try to balance between public safety and the economy of Custer County. And it's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. You know, the question we're asked all the time is, how many lives will it take to keep my restaurant open? It's a satirical type question, but it's really an important one because that's a question that we grapple with every day. If I cared nothing about the economy, I would say to our experts, Alyssa, Office of Management, uh, Emergency Management, I would say, why don't we just lock it down and keep it that way until this goes away? Of course, that's one side of the spectrum. The other side, of course, is we have a we have a county to run. We have business, commerce to take care of. So our job, Board of Health job, and I speak for myself when I speak for the Board of Health. Please don't think I'm speaking for the Board of Health. Um, my The other two members of the Board of Health, the other commissioners, mm-hmm. may feel differently than I do, and that's wonderful if they do. That's what makes this all work. But my opinion is we really have to look at public safety 
versus keeping our county economy moving and businesses thriving. I do not want to see an empty Main Street, an empty anything because we shut businesses down when it wasn't necessary. But in my opinion, I just don't know what the right thing to do is. I truly don't. I don't think the experts really know how bad this is going to be, how much it's going to come back, if it's going to come back. I think I read yesterday or the day before that the World Health Organization, who said that it was the, the most deaths they've had since they started tracking coronavirus. So as Alyssa said just a moment ago, we are definitely not out of the woods. But my job is, as Board of Public Health, excuse me, Board of uh, Health for the county is to balance public safety with the economy. And I will tell you, I personally lean towards public health. If Alyssa said to me, we're going to shut down a business for noncompliance or there's other issues. My feeling would be if they have to go under, they have to go under. That's better than losing lives. So, I mean, this is not, this is not a game. I mean, this is, we're talking people's lives here. Let me remind folks out there in Radio Land, we're visiting with Jay Prince, uh, Custer County Commissioner, and Alyssa Livengood, Director of Public Health. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back after we thank some of the uh, underwriters. Stay tuned. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. Walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 